Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two films up for review this week. First off is the Edgar Allan Poe starring thriller, The Pale Blue Eye, and then there's Women Talking. First up is The Pale Blue Eye, and I will fully admit I knew pretty much nothing going into this except for the fact that Edgar Allan Poe is a character in it. So which led me to believe, oh, this must be based on a Poe poem or maybe a short story or something of the like. No, turns out it's based on a novel, which, okay, sure. And I do think Edgar Allan Poe did go to West Point where this takes place, the military academy in the early, early days of West Point. But they cast Harry Melling as Edgar Allan Poe, which... I gotta say, of all the Harry Potter actors who are working today, who would have thought that Dudley Dursley would be in the most prestige projects? Like, good for him. And and I do think he does a decent job. He sounds kind of like Colonel Sanders in this, and I feel like that is the direction he was given, so I'm not going to blame him for that. But the accents in general are all over the place. And then the other main character in it is played by Christian Bale. Again, accent all over the place. And I, I'm truly curious how method-y Christian Bale went for this one. But uh, he plays a former military person who is now sort of a martially detective type person. It's a crime thriller is what it comes down to. So my thing about this is I thought because Edgar Allan Poe's involved and all these things, it was going to be more spooky, supernatural, etc. Then, uh, you know, that, that's what it felt like it was being poised as versus this murder mystery type thing. And I wish it had gone more in either a serious grounded direction or more in a campy, ridiculous, supernatural direction. But it's sitting in this weird middle ground. And so it, it's not that watchable as a buy. I mean, it's watchable, but... I felt like, you know, the the mystery part of it and Christian Bale's detective skills were, and I, I will also acknowledge that I watched this relatively close to Glass Onion, and the problem there is that you have, anytime you have a super detective, I'm always like, ugh, you know, it gets a little tiresome, and at least in Glass Onion, the, the clues, they're all there, but this one, it's like, why would one person at the point in time that this takes place, which is, again, 1830, uh, know a lot of these things based on the background that they have set up for this character versus at least with somebody like Benoit Blanc, they're like, yeah, this character is just a super genius type character, live with it. But this one, I'm like, well, you've said he's a military man, like, why does he have all this scientific knowledge, you know, all these things that just didn't quite coalesce for me. Um, the other, you know, it's actually like a pretty impressive supporting cast but none of them have a ton of time in it you've got Gillian Anderson Lucy Boynton Charlotte Gainsborough Toby Jones Timothy Spall Robert Duvall is in this movie and I was like Robert Duvall did one day on set for this film like this was a weird favor for someone I don't know why Robert Duvall's in this but sure go ahead anyway like I said, I feel like this was being positioned as, or should have gone more in the direction of supernatural Poe, you know, dark mystery, whatever, thriller, versus the compromise it's trying to make here. I would have loved the campy version of this movie, I think. I could be wrong. But uh, I didn't find the mystery particularly compelling. And then when they do reveal what it is, which obviously I'm not going to say here, you know, I, by that point, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I, th- where did this come from? Like, there's no there's no grounding for any of this stuff. I don't I don't understand what you're trying to accomplish here. Uh, people have been talking about the chemistry between the characters of Christian Bale and Harry Melling and their friendship and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's fine. There's a couple scenes that I was like, oh, OK, I could have seen the I see the roots of what could have been a better movie in this, but it does not deliver. And so for me, there were some bits of it that I was like, oh, this is fine. It's probably a decent background watch, but I'm going to give it a 3.1 out of 5. And I feel like that's actually being generous, but there we are. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. 
And then next I have Women Talking, and this is based on a novel as well, but the novel is based on true events as opposed to The Pale Blue Eye, which is I think the only factual part of that is that Edgar Allan Poe was at West Point. But so Women Talking takes place within a religious subsect of a group, and I will fully admit that I am fascinated by, you know, religious cultural subsect groups like the Mennonites, like the Amish, you know, I think it's a really interesting thing to occur in modern day. What I don't like or am not fascinated by is the amount of abuse that occurs towards women in particular that occur in these communities because they are isolated from larger society oftentimes. So Women Talking is about a group of women who have effectively had enough and are talking through whether or not they should leave. And the title is very accurate. This film is a lot of women talking, which I don't have a problem with. I think one of the challenges with this film for me is that they cast a bunch of actresses who look alike, which is probably intentional. But, you know, I I, I was it's not that I had trouble distinguishing them, but at a certain point I I did not find the story as compelling as it probably should have been. I would have been really interested to see this as a play actually. I think the format really would lend itself to that, but as a film it's not the most visually stunning or compelling thing because it's just a bunch of women talking in a barn and it's hard to make any sort of one set location really interesting in a medium that the whole advantage of it is that you get to go other places and be fantastical and explore, you know, sets and produce things that you can't see in real life versus this very grounded sort of setting and and deep conversations and all that stuff. And I think the other thing I struggle to rectify as a modern audience woman, etc., is the perspective of these women. And I, I don't want to uh, belittle the experience of anybody who has undergone abuse or is raised in, in a tight community like this and wants to leave and all these things. I'm sure that it is very hard to these things. I don't think the film conveyed the turmoil that they were experiencing, aside from the very obvious turmoil. But like, I don't think it explained what the point to these women of staying was in a way that was compelling as an audience where I was like, oh, I understand why they're struggling by this. It was more like, why are you not leaving? And I think the the thing about this movie is that it could have presented that. And not to say necessarily that the film's job is to judge these communities, but, you know, it was really making it very lopsided and making it feel like, well, why are you listening? And then the other biggest challenge. So this film, so many famous people in this film. So many famous, like, this is this is an actor film, which clearly awards bait, which I, I bristle up against. But you've got Rooney Mara, you've got Claire Foy, you've got Jesse Buckley, Judith Ivey, Francis McDormand, Sheila McCarthy, and then you've got Ben Wishaw, who I really like Ben Wishaw, but the fact that the film is called Women Talking and the amount of time that he gets in it and the amount of deference that these characters pay to him. And again, they set up reasons why, but I don't feel like it was shown to me. I feel like it was told to me in a way that I was just like, eh, you know, but, you know, I, where's the evidence? Where's the backing up of this? I, I don't feel the connection. I don't understand these characters and what they're going through. And I think for a film that does take place in a society and a group that is more on the side and that people might not be able to connect to as much, you have to establish that through emotions, through globally understandable emotions. And that's not what this film did for me personally. Again, I think if maybe you'd had less Oscar bait people in it and uh, and maybe made one character a bit stronger or or more obvious it's I understand the advantages of having an ensemble but when your ensemble is so homogenous in terms of performance in terms of characters all these things then what's the point right so I I sort of struggled with it I think there's a world in which this could have been a really great movie but I don't think the film I saw really resonated with me in a way that I wanted to to so I'm still I'm gonna give it a 3.1 out of 5. 
That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a review, or even consider subscribing.